If you love the History Extra podcast, make sure you follow us to keep up to date and get all the latest episodes. Thanks for your support, and I do hope you enjoy this episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the History Extra podcast from BBC History Magazine and BBC History Reveal. I'm Ellie Cawthorn. 2022 is the History Extra podcast's 15th birthday. So to mark 15 years of fascinating historical conversations, we've asked 15 historians to nominate a figure from history who they think deserves their 15 minutes of fame. Some are inspiring people who deserve more airtime today. Others are those whose significance in history has been overlooked. And some simply led fascinating and unexpected lives. In this episode, author and historian Tom Holland nominates Franz Nopcha. He tells Rob Attar more about this early 20th century Hungarian paleontologist, adventurer and specialist in Albanian studies. Rob began by asking Tom how we should pronounce Nopcha's full name. Well, it's a measure, I think, of how uh, little known he is, that although... um, I'm a fan of his for all kinds of reasons. I've never actually heard his name pronounced. Uh, So my pronunciation here may be all over the place. But I think of him as Baron Franz Nopcha von Felscho Schilvas. And he is a Hungarian nobleman, but of Transylvanian descent, who lived in the dying days of the Austro-Hungarian Empire and afterwards. So he is a product of that um, faintly kind of Ruritanian milieu and he is just the most sensational character. On that point, would you be able to just sort of very quickly summarise his life and career for us? Yes, yeah, so Nopcha is um, chiefly remembered today as a paleontologist. Um, he uh, developed groundbreaking study of European dinosaurs. He was the first person to um, recognise that um, small islands might have a huge influence on evolution, so resulting in large animals becoming small and small animals becoming large. He became a great expert on Albania at a time when Albania was still kind of a land of mystery. Um, And I don't want to say much more about him, because that merely kind of hints at what an extraordinary and dramatic career he had. But I would say that the two things for which he's best known is paleontology and as an Albaniologist, if that's such a thing. How did he first get interested in in dinosaurs, do you think? Because he was a young man uh, living in his castle, as you do if you're a Transylvanian aristocrat, um, castle of of, uh, Sachel. And his sister, Ilona, came to him when he was about 18, and she'd found some, some bones. 
some some stone bones and he was intrigued by them worked out that they must be fossils um and he enrolled in a paleontology course at the university of vienna um and within a year he had published a study demonstrating that these were a very very small kind of um of of dinosaur duckbill dinosaurs as they're called uh, and that these were kind of dwarfish um and over the course of uh, the 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 years that followed he was a very kind of solitary man um uh, possibly even kind of maybe bipolar maybe sociopathic i mean he 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 was a guy who who didn't greatly take kindly to other people interfering even if they were supposedly his teachers and essentially he plowed his own furrow and he came up with this um kind of discovery that um the land from which this dinosaur had, had on, on which it had been living was an island and he realized that um the balkans back in the mesozoic period had been kind of archipelago of small islands and that the existence of these islands had had a kind of a crucial influence on the way that these dinosaurs had evolved so in a way he's the first paleobiologist at a time when people when scientists had not thought of situating dinosaurs and other prehistoric creatures within their lived environment he was the first person to do this um and you know he he he's an absolutely kind of groundbreaking figure in that sense and he does it pretty much you know isolated figure he's not really consulting with huge numbers of other specialists he's he's absolutely doing his own thing as he does <laughs> all his life so his professional life was very interesting and, and his personal life was also really interesting and am i right to say that he was homosexual at a time when this must have been quite complicated you know yes that's 100 years yes ago. Uh, flamboyantly so and unapologetically so um and he he had two great loves um the first um was a uh, a croatian count <laughs> inevitably because that's the kind of life he lived uh so count draskovic who was um very well known uh photographer and who nopska ran into while he was um fossil prospecting out in the the wilds of transylvania and um draskovic was particularly interested in albania and this was a time when it still had that kind of aura that it had for Lord Byron. So you remember the famous kind of paintings of Byron in his Albanian clothing. It, it, it was bandit infested. It was um, a place of, of myth and kind of ominous rumour. And exactly the kind of place that Nopsha immediately thought, well, great, this is, this is for me. So he, he, um, he started um, uh, exploring Albania and in... 1906, when he was right up in the the magnificently named Accursed Mountains, he met a shepherd called Bajazed Elmaz Doda, who became the second great love of Nopcha's life. And in fact, I mean, the, the, the pair of them stayed together for the rest of their life. Nopcha employed um, Doda as his secretary. And together they went all around Albania, where all kinds of glamorous Tintin-style adventures happened. So um, 1907, the year after uh, Nopcha had met um, Badger Zed, he got kidnapped by a bandit. Um, and a kind of complicated uh, rigmarole had to be spun whereby uh, Nopcha cast himself as a spy, had himself taken to the local prison where he then got kind of redeemed by uh, Bajazid's father, all brilliantly kind of complicated and swashbuckling. Um, and in 1913, Nopcha topped this by proposing that he become king of Albania. He went to the, uh, the um, Austro-Hungarian authorities and said, look, just give me 500 men. Uh, I can do this. Um, I will. 
I'll lead I'll lead this army. It will fall to me, and I will uh, ride in triumph on a splendid white horse. And his plan for ruling his king was that he, despite being gay, he was going to marry a very very wealthy American heiress for the sake of his subjects and um, fund the Albanian budget that way. So he had it all set out. Unfortunately, um, it didn't happen because the First World War intervened. And also the, the British were, were not very keen on it. And they pulled strings to ensure after the war that it wouldn't happen. Still to come on the History Extra podcast. Because he's just the most dramatically entertaining and flamboyant figure imaginable. I mean, I, 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 I can't imagine anyone having led a more dramatic or um, kind of eye-popping life. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. And so what did the First World War mean for him? Well, initially, uh, 1914 is the year that he publishes his revolutionary study of dinosaurs. So for Nopcia, that's possibly the kind of the, the biggest event. Uh, but what it meant for him was uh, continuing really to um, to serve in Albania. So he's, he goes there a lot, disguised as a shepherd with Bajasid, and that's a, a crucial part of his um, his war record. The, the end of the war is very, very bad news for him. Um, so Transylvania gets ceded to Romania, and so he loses his castle. And although he he kind of kicks up enormous fuss about this, and the Hungarian government say, all right, you can have it back, when he goes there, he gets run out of town by his ex-serfs. And so he, he loses his income um, and, and becomes, relatively speaking, impoverished. There's also a, a predictably dramatic moment where he finds himself um, trapped by the Hungarian Soviet Republic, which is very kind of short-lived in um, in, in 1919. Uh, and he gets at, he escapes this in an absolutely classic Nopsha way by um, staging the very first hijacking of a plane. <laughs> so he hijacks this plane and uses it to get out of, uh, out of danger. You know, so that's absolutely the, uh, the, the measure of the man. Um, the, the Hungarian government um they appoint him to uh to, to run the um geological institute in bucharest um and this provides him with an income but the problem is that it's a desk job it's kind of nine to five it's very very not what nopture is really into uh and so that all goes wrong as well and the end of his life was quite a tragic one, wasn't it? Could you explain what happened to him at the end? Well, he he becomes quite unwell. He gets confined to a wheelchair uh, on and off. Um, he subjects himself to a, a, a radical attempt to restore what he feels is his flagging libido, which involves having a, a kind of rather brutal style of vasectomy. Uh, and once he's had it, <laughs> Nopsha says, brilliant, <laughs> I'm back, <laughs> uh, and um, says that it's been an absolute triumph. Um, uh, and maybe this then plays um, uh, uh, an important role in his decision to chuck in his job um, in Bucharest and to go off on a motorbike tour with um, 
with Badger's Ed in the sidecar. And so they put on their leathers and go uh, motorbiking off um, uh, across Europe. And uh, Nopsha funds this in large part by selling off his priceless collection of dinosaur fossils to the Natural History Museum, where I, th- I believe they they still are to this day. And uh, off off they go. Um, and Nopsha gets increasingly depressed uh he's he's clearly temperamentally very prone to depression and in 1933 they're in lodgings in vienna and nopsha just kind of hits the wall he you know the 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 black dog devours him and so he he makes some tea for badger zed he laces it with a very strong sleeping powder uh badger zed drinks it nopsha then kills him shoots him through the head and he then writes um a suicide note saying that you know life is over and that um the reason that he has um shot his his long-term friend and secretary as he describes him um is because he didn't want to he's he's decided that he's going to shoot himself and he didn't want to leave badger zed um kind of sick and and penniless so that's his justification and then he shoots himself um and he specifies also that no hungarian academics are to attend his funeral which is a kind of classic payoff. Um, and essentially he's, he's such a kind of flamboyant figure, I think, and, and, and probably also because he is gay, that he does slightly get written out of the, the, the kind of the story of, of paleontology. But his, the scale of his achievements are, are really properly recognised now, um, you know, and not just in paleontology, and the whole idea of the way that the environment, particularly islands, can have on, on evolution um and uh it's i I just think it's a a kind of wonderful wonderful story he's the most astonishing character you know this great paleontologist uh who wanted to become king of albania and was the first man to hijack a plane so i mean you've already given some justification for this but something we're asking all the contributors to this series is why does he deserve his 15 minutes of fame because he's just the most dramatically entertaining and flamboyant figure that imaginable i mean I, I i i can't imagine anyone having led a more dramatic or um kind of eye-popping life um now you're also well known for your work on ancient rome how well do you think he'd have fitted in in that i think he'd have fitted in tremendously well uh, provided that he was an aristocrat of course i don't think he'd have lasted long if he was you know a slave or something he would have run into all kinds of trouble but um as an aristocrat i think he would have been quite well placed to uh, to indulge his enthusiasms and do you think it's still possible to admire him despite the hijacking of playing despite having killed his lover i mean is it still possible to admire someone who's done things like that well he kills his lover as he says as almost as a kind of act of love um he you know i mean you may say well you know that's didn't he didn't offer Badger Zed the uh, the opportunity to say he he'd rather live, but I think that there's there's a kind of a, a, a quality of the doom that perhaps is is actually rather appropriate to Transylvania. You know, if we the most famous Transylvanian aristocrat, of course, is Count Dracula, um, and uh, Nopska is is born at around the same time as Bram Stoker is writing that. And actually, another another link with um, Dracula is that. Um, a fossil that Nopsha never found, but which came from um, one of these islands that he'd been excavating for dinosaur bones. And all the dinosaurs were, were dwarfish. So as, as well as the duckbill dinosaurs, there was a very dwarfish sauropod. Sauropods are normally the huge ones with the long necks and tails, that are, you know, famously the largest land animals ever to have walked. But but on this island, they were, they were tiny. But 
the dominant predator it's now realized was um a uh, a, a pterosaur that was the only one the only creature on this island to have become a giant rather than a dwarf and of course had you know rather rather kind of menacing bat-like wings so perhaps a kind of slightly Transylvanian <laughs> quality to that. Now, in your Twitter thread you wrote about Nopshire a couple of years ago, you said he was pretty much the most stylish paleontologist of all time. Would you be able to describe his kind of look, his kind of get-up? Well, I think there's something about uh, aristocrats who become obsessed by Albania <laughs> that lends, lends itself to dandyism. So I mentioned the, the, the famous portrait of Byron. Um, Nopcha didn't normally dress up in Albanian kind of traditional folk dress, but he had a real penchant for it. Um, so kind of hats with tassels, uh, shoes with kind of dramatic flourishes, um, long tunics, uh, very hard for me to describe, but all I, all I can suggest is that you Google him and go and have a look at this photo because he really does cut the most tremendous dash. That was Tom Holland speaking to Rob Attar. Tom is an author, historian and broadcaster who's written numerous books on the ancient and medieval eras. He's also the co-host with Dominic Sandbrook of the Rest is History podcast. If you're enjoying this series and would like early access to more episodes to hear more historians nominating people who deserve their 15 minutes of fame, go to historyextra.com forward slash 15 hyphen minutes. Thanks for listening. This podcast was produced by Daniel Kramer Arden.